Golight presents the Lennon Courtney podcast. Mary Hayes, you are the project lead for the Two Into You campaign, which is being run by Women's Aid. Please explain to us why this campaign came into existence. Yeah, absolutely. So I suppose the campaign has been around for a long time. It's been around for 10 years, but we've really kind of amped up our activities over the last couple of years. So it exists um, in particular for young people and specifically young women aged 18 to 25, because, you know, when we talk about domestic violence, things like that, um, we don't think of it happening to younger women. But we know from, you know, our services, from our helpline, our one-to-one um, support services, things like that, that actually abuse um, can and very often does happen to young women. Um, you know, it can happen in your first relationship when you don't have anything to compare it to. Um, so with the campaign, we're trying to raise awareness of the fact that abuse does happen to young women, that it's common um, to teach them about the red flags so that they can spot them in their own relationship but also to let them know that, you know, they're not alone, that we have specific supports for young women um, through our Two Into You website. Can I ask you, is there then um, research to support uh, the fact that if there are, I suppose, um, incidences of that kind of psychological or physical abuse in the earliest relationships, that it creates a sort of a pattern build that can evolve over time yeah absolutely so we've done a lot of research um on this we've done two nationally representative studies now um in collaboration with red sea with with young people and you know we found that um abuse is is very common amongst young women um and actually that the abuse happens very often before they turn 18. So, you know, it can be in their very first relationship. So the things that they're experiencing, they carry that then through future relationships because it really sets the tone and sets the basis for um, what they're told is okay, what's not okay, what's healthy, things like that. So, you know, I suppose just to give you some of the top line figures, um, one in five young women aged 18 to 25 have been subjected to abuse by um, a current male partner or an ex. Um, and for the majority of those young women, that abuse began um, before they turned 18. So they would have been seen as minors. And I suppose when we talk about abuse, often, you know, what comes to mind is things like physical abuse, you know, a mark, a bruise, but actually emotional abuse is the most common form of abuse for young people. Um, and I suppose it's it's really great that you're talking about um the online space, because so often for young people, the abuse that they experience moves into online spaces. So it can feel like there's absolutely no escape from it. So I suppose jumping straight in, then what are the red flags that you can be tell people to be aware of? Um, so one of the really key red flags, um, not just around, you know, stalking, online stalking, but a, 
relationship abuse in general is love bombing. So love bombing happens very early on, um, you know, at the start of a new relationship, but it can be difficult to know where a line has been crossed. So what it is, is it's a form of manipulation and it's a red flag for emotional abuse. So basically the person you're going out with will kind of bombard you and overload you with, you know, messages, attention, gifts, um, comments on all of your posts, your stories. They'll incessantly like everything on your social media. They'll bombard you with um, DMs, things like that. Um, and when it becomes an issue, I suppose because that can feel quite normal at the start of a relationship. It can, you know, be exciting if somebody is giving you attention. Um, but it's uh, when you feel like you can't say no or that you owe them something in return. Or that, you know, you always have to be on in those online spaces and, you know, liking their stuff back and commenting back all the time. That there is that kind of push and manipulative push and pull. That's when it becomes um, a dangerous situation because what it shows is that the person you're seeing, they don't respect your space. You know, your need for time alone, your need to be away from your phone um, because, you know, we talk about boundaries and relationships, digital boundaries are, are a part of that as well. And I suppose we, we've done a, a, an episode on boundaries as well. And in a way, you you nobody teaches about teaches you about boundaries at the beginning of your your adulthood, you know, and and you kind of earn the right to understand the need for your own boundaries. And that's not right, because exactly what you're doing now is helping people to understand what's okay and what's not okay for themselves before they have the life experience to know it. Um, quick question, though. Go back a phase there. So what you're describing, in a way, is it slightly obsessive behaviour? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I suppose the difference between abuse and, you know, common arguments that happen in all relationships, like it's very normal to have, you know, disagreements, um, tiffs, things like that in your relationships, in your friendships. But it's when that becomes to form a consistent pattern and you start to feel afraid of your partner or like you're walking on eggshells or you're constantly having to kind of check yourself and check your actions, your reactions, things like that. That's when it becomes um, that red flag. Because really what the person is trying to do is to wear you down over time so that they gain more power in the relationship and that you become much more dependent on them. You know, you might start to feel really isolated, for example. That's another really common red flag that we would hear. So they might complain if, you know, you're spending time with friends or family. Um, they might say things like, they don't want to see you. They don't like you. Um, why are you spending all your time with them? Isn't it lovely when it's just us? Um, which can be another thing that you hear a lot of the time at the start of a relationship. <laughs> what, what, is this what we used to call kind of jealous behavior? And and I remember when we were teenagers, at first, a jealous partner, it's flattering at first. Mm. Like, they're jealous of what and then after it's a pain in the ass right and you very quickly go this is really weird because i can't behave normally with this person so it does you're right if you know the red flags it can present itself pretty clearly pretty quickly it's just when you're young you don't know right 
Yeah, absolutely. And so much of this stuff has become so normalized, um, especially with with young people. You know, it's kind of seen as part and parcel of a relationship. So jealousy would be one that we hear about quite often, you know, and something that kind of starts small, but it really plants the seed for how that person acts later on in the relationship. Because what they're doing there is they're kind of testing the boundaries to see okay, well, if they see this as jealousy and, you know, me liking them, well, then maybe I could do this or maybe I could get them to stop seeing, you know, this particular friend. Because really, you know, what jealousy is, is it's not a sign of a healthy relationship. In a healthy relationship, your partner trusts you. They don't need to know, you know, who you're talking to all the time. They don't feel the need to look through your phone. That's one thing that we hear a lot from young women is this whole, um, you know, their partner needing to look through their phone, their messages, who they're talking to all the time. That's not a sign of a healthy relationship. In a healthy relationship, your partner respects your need for independence, your need to talk to other people, things like that. This is a really interesting area because I'm, I'm thinking of social implications, apart from the individual, which is obviously what Women's Aid is there to protect. But the social implications of this, is this part of a sea change of how basically men treated women and were accept acceptable treatment i mean and not to be too gender specific about it but i'm just thinking about my parents and my aunts and uncles and how the, the woman was kind of discouraged from working kept at home you know i've seen my aunts in over the years be isolated now the relationships have broken down and blah 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 but it was almost like it was kind of acceptable. it's control though control, isn't it? Yeah. It, 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 it it's fundamentally control and it's like a sort of an accelerated form of bullying yeah absolutely and you know Brendan, you're dead right, because this is a form of of gender based violence and it exists because of the society that we live in, you know, that teaches boys and men what's okay, what's acceptable. It teaches them that they have a right to the power and control in all aspects of their life. So, of course, that's going to feed into their intimate relationships as well. But, you know, talking about healthy relationships um, communication, boundaries, consent, things like that. It not only will help young women, it will be a huge help to young men as well because they're under this severe pressure to meet these specific expectations that they think exist when it comes to relationships that are not representative of what real relationships are like. Yeah. If, if you had a magic wand, would you get rid of these? Would you get rid of mobile phones? <laughs> no, absolutely not. Like, there's a huge power in you know, social media, like when we talk about, um, you know, harassment online and things like that, there's often, um, uh, I suppose, a jump to, well, she shouldn't be on her phone or, you know, that's what you get for posting pictures or being, you know, online all the time. Everyone is online. Everyone has a, a right to be online and to use that online space. For a lot of people, online spaces are a connection that they need, you know, maybe to specific communities like the LGBT community, migrant communities. Um, they are a space for that. So everyone has a right to have that space free from harassment, free from stalking and monitoring, you know. And as well with our 2 into You campaign, Social media is the absolute basis for that. That is how we get in front of young people because they are a difficult audience um, to get in front of. But also there is so much power and so much creativity there um, around how they can learn about relationships. Because it's not just, you know, learning it from your parents, learning it in school, which also needs to be um, definitely brought in. Um, 
But, you know, it's it's people, young people talking to each other about it, talking to their peers, talking about, you know, a post that they saw online about gaslighting. Like, that's how these conversations start. There was a piece of research that was published a couple of weeks ago um, in The Guardian about um, myth-busting the fact that uh, women's equality was damaging uh, men, you know? that wow. we, Yeah, and saying that actually when when men... Um, Just makes it massively eye-roll. I it? know, but it's like, it's like, you know, this, you know, men men are completely, dis- men. completely <laughs> displaced and don't know how to behave and how to act, but actually they're saying that young men who are brought up in an environment which is predisposed to equitable behaviours have the freedom to exhibit all aspects of their behavior even the ones that would have been traditionally feminized like vulnerability and honesty and openness and and isn't that what we want is to kind of change our societal expectations of what real men are and do yeah absolutely you're you're dead right i saw that article as well um we would have shared it um across our socials because it really got to the crux of this whole issue you know these things, feminism, equality, um, the things that we see as feminine, you know, sensitivity, it, being emotional, being compassionate, of course, they're going to be um, helpful to you regardless of your gender. You know, we look at um, suicide rates in Ireland amongst men, you know, the pressure that they feel because of the norms that they're raised with. Um, so I think absolutely these things can have a huge impact for for young men. And the younger they learn these things, the better. That's why, you know, we need to be talking about relationships, emotions, mental health, things like that in schools as well. Yeah, amazing. If people want to find out more about the campaign, where can we go across socials, basically? Yeah, so uh, I suppose there's a couple of things you can do. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We're at two into you. So that's the words two into you. Um, and we also have a dedicated website, uh, two into you.ie. And there's lots of um, helpful information on there all around um, relationships, relationship abuse, the red flags. Um, there's also an online safety guide there. So if you're worried, you know, that somebody might be um, stalking you online or maybe someone's monitoring you or um, maybe they've a tracking device you know uh, put into your phone things like that it tells you what you can do in those situations back up there we discussed this on the oh, on the yeah. podcast people, do you remember on the episode yeah it's it's terrifying but it's also brilliant to see that you're um providing such practical support uh through the platform and through your communication mary thanks so much for taking the time to to be with us today and for everything that you're doing really inspiring thanks mary thank you so much